0: Hey there. Thank you so much for listening to episode 60 of The Lesbian Romantic Podcast. Did you know this podcast is a lot better, at least in my opinion, when you listen to it with headphones? You won't miss anything crucial if you listen on your car's speakers or your phone speakers or a Bluetooth speaker, but a lot of the details that I add to make the atmosphere richer will not um Show up, I guess, it sounds weird when we're talking about sounds, but you will not hear these unless you use headphones. So give it a try if you do not listen to this podcast with headphones and see what you think. Right, let's get to Millie. Welcome to the Lesbian Romantic Podcast. This is The Diva Story, Part (laughs) 8. Millie switched on the light of the music stand. She opened her backpack, grabbed the score, and put it on the stand. She was sitting in the 11th row of the Met's impressive concert hall, ready to watch some of the world's most talented singers perform. Around her, other artists from the Young Talent Development Program were taking their seats. Near the stage... The director and his staff were busy discussing the last details before the rehearsal started. It was an important day. In a few minutes, the final dress rehearsal of the new season's opening production would start. The cast, crew and orchestra would pretend this was the real deal. For the 50 or so people attending the rehearsal, It would be like seeing a genuine performance. The only difference was there were thousands of empty red velvet seats in the hall right now. The few people here were scattered around the first 20 rows, most of them with music stands set up in front of them, like Millie. They would all read the musical score while listening to the music. Millie had studied this music many times these last few days. She had attended other rehearsals and had sat in the back of the room to observe the Russian diva singing the lead role. Millie had been beyond impressed by the star soprano so far. She had even blushed when the singer had talked to her after one of the rehearsals. It was pathetic, really. But even opera divas in the making could get blown away by the real thing. Millie was very much looking forward to seeing the star perform on stage today. I wish I could show Hannah how special this all is, she thought. And she immediately shook her head in annoyance. Stop thinking about Hannah Emsworth. Millie was sick of thinking about Hannah Emsworth. She was sick of talking about Hannah Emsworth. You see, she hadn't heard from Hannah or the Foundation in weeks. It was making Millie very, very nervous. But her own nerves she could deal with. Christine's constant questioning was harder to manage. Her coach kept asking if Millie had heard anything. Worse, actually. Christine kept insisting Millie should contact the Foundation or Hannah. Every single lesson, she would say, Millie, don't just sit around and wait for Hannah to surface. You should be taking initiative and request another dinner or a meeting. For the first time ever, Millie simply refused to follow Christine's directions. Millie still felt awkward about flirting with Hannah at the reception. She had spent many sleepless hours thinking about it. In the end, Millie had decided flirting was not the way to impress Hannah Emsworth. Maybe she was being naive. Maybe she was making too much out of it. But Millie was uncomfortable with what she had done. And she wouldn't be doing it again. Since Millie had absolutely no reason to ask for a meeting or second dinner, she had held her ground and told Christine she would not contact Hannah. Period. And so several weeks had passed. Now, only a few days were left until Millie would finally see her patron again. Hannah would be at the opening of the new season and attend the premiere of this production. The wait would soon be over. Millie noticed the orchestra in the pit was done with tuning. The rehearsal was about to start. Time to focus. She opened the score while the conductor walked into the pit and took his spot at the head of his orchestra. The lights in the hall dimmed. Millie smiled as she looked around to see the dozens of music stands light up the rows around her. These dress rehearsals truly were magical. Everything felt so intimate. The orchestra started playing the overture. The red curtains opened and the impressive scenery was revealed. Millie smiled again. This place never ceased to amaze her. Millie knew it would be another four minutes or so before some of the lead roles would walk on stage. She watched the supporting actors perform in the meantime. Two of them were stirring in something that looked like a large kettle. Steam was wafting up in the air. Millie couldn't help it, she immediately thought of Hannah and the chocolate fountain. She grinned. Just thinking about what had happened to Hannah still made Millie burst into giggles. Millie had found out what had happened in a text from her mother. It had been a sunny morning a couple of days after the recital, and she had just woken up. From mom? That's early. Isn't this your Hannah Emsworth? The message said. A link to a news article was included below it. Millie scoffed at the language her mother had chosen. She's not my anything, she mumbled. Hannah Emsworth was a really sensitive subject these days. Her mother knew that damn well. But Millie's grumpiness disappeared about ten seconds after tapping the news article. What is this? Eyes wide and lips parted. She read the story about the panic that had disrupted the opening of the new Leroy chocolates store in Boston. What? These few minutes of panic hadn't brought on the nationwide attention though. But the video included in the article apparently had. It had gone viral within hours after it was posted on YouTube. Oh my God. Millie was stunned to see it had already been downloaded more than 3 million times. Crazy. And even though the caption under the video told Millie exactly what had happened, no way. she just couldn't believe it. So she tapped the screen to start playing the viral video titled Boston Mayor Dips CEO in Chocolate. Millie's lips curled up as soon as she saw Hannah. Her patron was standing on a stage, smiling and nodding. She looked incredible in a navy blue suit. Millie watched Hannah run a hand through her shoulder-length copper hair. You hate every second of this, don't you? Hannah was now glancing around the room. There was a gigantic chocolate fountain standing behind her. You weren't kidding about that fountain. Just as Millie focused back on Hannah's face, the CEO's blue eyes now fixed on something out of view. A loud bang sounded. Millie covered her mouth as she watched the events unfold in disbelief. A bodyguard jumped onto the stage, grabbed the mayor, and sure enough, while making his way off the stage amidst the panic, the mayor pushed Hannah aside. Hannah was now waving her arms. Millie held her breath while Hannah slowly fell backwards and straight into the chocolate fountain. (laughs) Millie burst out laughing. Hannah had fallen into the lowest level of the fountain, her legs sticking out. It didn't look like she had hurt herself. But then things got even worse. The upper part of the fountain was now moving dangerously. Oh, no. On the screen, Hannah looked up and realized what was about to happen. She covered her head with her arms just in time. Millie anxiously looked to see if Hannah was hurt. But Hannah lowered her arms once things stopped falling down on her and looked around, dazed. After a second or two, she finally seemed to wake up. Millie threw herself back on her pillow, (laughs) laughing. (laughs) Oh, God. After a few seconds, she pushed herself up and picked up her phone again. She scrolled back to watch the whole thing again, and then again, and then another time. Millie only realized she wasn't paying attention to the rehearsal when she noticed the others were flipping a page. She scanned the score in front of her and saw she was already several pages behind. Millie quickly looked for the right page. On stage, the Russian soprano was in the middle of a beautiful duet with her male counterpart. Millie had already missed most of it. Damn it. She knew she should have been riveted by the performance, or at the least, taking notes. But instead, she wanted to watch that video again. Millie already had so many times these last weeks. A couple of days ago, she had decided to stop entirely. She had even uninstalled the YouTube app from her phone. Her resolve had stayed strong for a while, but clearly it was wearing off now. The sudden silence in the hall made Millie pay attention to what was happening around her again. Oh no. Act one was already over, and Millie had barely paid attention so far. She hoped no one had noticed. Millie glanced around and saw others were still making notes or getting up for a quick toilet break. She decided she could use a short break herself. Maybe a breath of fresh air would help to get her focus back. Just as she was about to get up and head for the exit, one of the vocal coaches working on this production sat down next to her. Hello, Mildred. Hi, Mr. Cullen. Mr. Cullen was one of the most renowned coaches at the Met. She had taken three lessons with him in the last weeks. It had been some of the most challenging hours in her career. Mr. Cullen was staring at her, pursing his lips. Millie tried not to look away, but her cheeks already flushed. Had he noticed she had been distracted during the rehearsal? Surely he had better things to do than to keep an eye on her. I think you should audition for a role in Houston. Millie's lips parted in surprise. Houston? The opera company in Houston was one of the best in the United States. Maybe there was a small supportive role that would allow her to get more stage experience there. She nodded gratefully. Thank you. You think the role would be a good step towards getting more experience in a production? Cullen laughed. Oh yes, it's the new production of Le Nozze. The artist hired for the role of Carabino just had to cancel. She's having issues with her voice after her pregnancy. Millie's brow shot up. Carabino? The role of Carabino was a pretty big one. It was one of the most beloved characters in the opera The Marriage of Figaro by Mozart. Millie had actually sung the Carabino role before, but never in a big league opera house. And Houston. Was definitely big league. I've seen you sing Carabino at Juilliard's. And I've kept an eye on you here. This could be a unique opportunity for you. Millie shifted in her seat nervously. Was she ready for this? She doubted she was. When should I audition? Mr. Collins smiled. In two days. Millie sucked in her lips and nodded. I asked my assistant to send you the details. I've worked with the director and conductor several times before. I think they are a great fit for you. Give their staff a call to set up the audition, okay? Millie nodded again. Yes, sir. Thank you. She forced herself to smile. He winked. Good luck, Miss North. I hope it goes well. Then he got up and walked towards the group of senior staff in the fourth row. Millie sat still in her chair, flabbergasted. Oh my god, this was huge. Just being allowed to audition for a prominent role at a renowned opera house was Millie's brain was having a hard time coming up with other words than huge. She would have to call Christine straight away. Her coach would be so excited. Millie would also have to contact her agent when she got home. He would be ecstatic. Millie could be singing in a major production, and he hadn't even had to lift a finger. Oh, and her parents... Her mother would be lighting candles all over the house on the day Millie auditioned, she knew. Then, out of the blue, Millie thought of Hannah. What would she say? Would she understand how important this was? Would she even care? Millie imagined telling Hannah her news at the reception in a couple of days. She might already know if she had the part by then. First things first, though, Millie reminded herself. She had to contact the team in Houston to set up the audition. Millie glanced around to check if the rehearsal was about to start again. Okay. It seemed like she had enough time left to check her email. Where is it? Millie looked for her phone and turned off airplane mode. Come on. As soon as she opened the email app, two messages arrived. One was from the assistant of Mr. Cullen. Yes. She almost tapped on it, but then noticed the name of the other sender. Her heart skipped a beat. Charlotte Williams, Mrs. Leroy's assistant. Open the mail about Houston first, she told herself. But her thumb was hoovering over the message from Charlotte. There might finally be some news from Hannah. Maybe she wanted to have dinner on opening night. It was about time for their second private meeting, right? Millie opened Charlotte's message. Dear Miss North, I am sorry to inform you Miss Emsworth will not be able to attend the opening of the season at the Metropolitan Opera. Millie's chest tightened. Due to unexpected circumstances, Ms. Emsworth was forced to rearrange her schedule for the foreseeable future. What? Millie frowned. She was starting to feel concerned. What was going on? I will contact you again to schedule an appointment for your second dinner with Miss Emsworth in a few weeks. Contact me in a few weeks? Okay, this had to be a bad sign. Best Regards, Charlotte Williams, Executive Assistant at the Amsworth-Leroy Foundation. Millie sat back in her chair, feeling deflated. So she wouldn't be seeing Hannah in a couple of days. She wouldn't be seeing her for another few weeks at the least. Millie closed her eyes and chewed her lip. Why did she feel really, really unhappy about that? Seriously. (laughs) This was part 8 of The Diva Story. Thank you so much for listening to episode 60 of this crazy The Lesbian Romantic podcast. It sure has been a hell of a ride so far. I can hardly believe this is actually episode 60. Neither can my wife, by the way. Anyways, thank you for your support Your messages, your replies on the blog, Instagram, Twitter, they really often give me that boost of energy to keep going. And, well, of course, coffee helps, too. If you'd like to support this podcast and, you know, make sure I can keep doing this, go to lesbianromantic.com slash coffee and buy me a coffee. Or, Americans, you can buy me a coffee. I know. (laughs) I couldn't stop myself cough fuh, fuh. is it cough fafa cough, fey, fey. cough oh okay 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 i've been up since 5:30 a.m. version of myself let's just say goodbye and go to bed thank you for listening and i will see you next week on tuesday with part 9 of the diva story